0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke, Lord, you, Jesus filled with the power of the spirit returned to Galilee and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to pre- proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendants, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ.
1: O Lord, may your word only be spoken, and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Over the past few weeks and months and years even, no doubt many of us have been troubled by... A terrible situation that continues to unfold in Iraq and the decision to send more troops has recently put up I think a finer point on the tragic violence that remains a part of everyday life there. We read and hear about the seemingly endless effort to bring back a measure of safety and stability to that war-torn land and the desire to bring to the Iraqi people as well as to the nationals that are there trying to help build community there some stability and safety more recently and much closer to home we must now all be aware by now of the tragic murder that took place on Friday morning at Lincoln Sudbury High School one uh, Lincoln Sudbury High School student at the hands of another student these two incidents one far away and systemic costing billions of dollars affecting millions of people the other very close isolated incident in a community of privilege to me raise important questions about community what it means to be a community what it means to create sustain renew strengthen community and the risks the great risks of community life our text this morning I think addressed in part that issue of what it means to be a community and what it means to learn to relearn to constantly learn what it means to be a community if we look at the lesson from the book of Nehemiah we're looking at a community that had come together in the mid 500 BC after coming back from Babylon where they had been taken um, by the Babylonians after the destruction of Jerusalem in the uh, early 500s BC and they've been back we think for about 100 years but there was still a lot of building to do the walls around the city were still in shambles the temple wasn't really functioning they had been Away for so long and then when they'd come back it had taken them generations. We're looking at a group of people that are probably two generations returned from Babylon back in Jerusalem. And what we see here is what we might call a rededication liturgy. The book of the law has been recovered. The priests and scribes are offering this book to this people who have been without it for generations and it's not just a book really in their view it is the word of the living God the Torah is being read again amidst this community that has been without it for so long it's become just kind of a distant memory but the ears were attentive the hearts were ready to hear even though they needed help understanding the Torah was written in Hebrew and these people no longer even spoke Hebrew They spoke Aramaic. And so the priests and the scribes needed to translate into a language that they could understand, their native tongue, Aramaic. So these people gathered in Jerusalem that we heard about in Nehemiah, they're gathering together again in a new way to relearn what it means to be a community gathered with God at the center. In the letter that we heard from Paul his letter to the church in Corinth we have a slightly different situation the church in Corinth had been established in the middle of the first century AD by Paul Corinth was a wealthy eclectic diverse kind of um, cosmopolitan city lots going on there with sailors coming and going It was a seaport all the kinds of things that happen in a seaport city Um, some good some bad but always interesting Lots going on, big population, and this particular passage from uh, Paul's letter is addressing the practice that had become part of the Corinthian church, unfortunately, of excluding the poorer members from Christian fellowship. And Paul is using what actually is a turns out to be a rather common metaphor of the body, the one body with different parts, all having a use. In Paul's day, however, that metaphor was used as a a way to justify the status quo. A foot should stay a foot. That was your place. An eye should stay an eye. That was your place. With no sense of interdependence or honoring different parts of the body. This church, in the use of that metaphor, Paul was trying to help them relearn what it meant to be a community with Christ, with Christ at the center. And unlearning, and unlearning what the rest of the world thought was important and in the gospel of Luke we have another reading that addresses the issue of community of all the gospels Luke's is probably the, presents the most inclusive picture of Jesus uh, it's a Jesus that is constantly breaking down barriers among different groups of people the spirit is constantly moving bringing in the outcasts and the poor and the orphans and the widows and women Jesus is, uh, through the power of the Spirit, is constantly uh, bringing more into the community, breaking down walls that separate community. In this passage, we have Jesus' first recorded public sermon. And it comes just after the story of his temptation in the wilderness, just after his baptism. And he comes home to a town, to the town where he grew up, Nazareth. To people who knew him when, you might say. People who could probably tell stories about him growing up. The mischief he got into. The good things he did. The trouble he got into. um, How he got along with his brothers and sisters. His friends, neighbors. They know this boy. They knew him when he was a boy. And we can imagine him coming home for a sense of community as well. This is where, these are the people who know me. I'm going to come and be with them. Kind of unfortunately, our passage stops just before we get the reaction of the crowd. We'll we'll get that part of the story next week, but it's a little unfortunate that we don't get it this week because that's where kind of the good stuff is. The crowd says, this is Joseph's son? How could he be saying such gracious things? And then, as the story unfolds, they get so angry at him, they try to throw him off a cliff. That's what happens sometimes when you, uh, when you come bearing words to a community that the community may not welcome. But in any case, Jesus was trying to teach this community afresh, in a new way, what it meant to have God at the center. And for the hearers of Luke's gospel, to whom he is telling this story, and for us as listeners to Luke's gospel, We need to be reminded again and again what it means to be a community that has Jesus at its center. So what might it mean to be a church community? What might it mean to be a community that has Jesus at its center? Each of these passages offers a distinct vision of community that takes teaching and learning and relearning and hearing and opening and growing Constantly into an understanding of what it means to be that community shaped by God and who it serves and how it brings new and different people into it. And each of them involves discomfort with challenges to our sense of comfort. In the community that Nehemiah is writing about, this community needs to remember. To take Torah seriously. To take the teachings of God seriously. It's a community that understands that it is broken. And understands where it is broken. The text tells us that people wept when they heard the scripture. To me that indicates that somehow they knew what they'd been missing. They knew where they were broken. And they were anxious to be healed. So a community knows. A strong community knows ironically where it's broken and where it needs healing but also very important a community with Jesus at its center knows where joy is and while it knows it's broken it knows that there is joy and that it's good to be joyful it's right to be joyful with God in your presence it is right to be joyful and to take that joy to people who do not have it Nehemiah tells us that Um, Ezra says to the people be joyful and take this feast to those who have not had one prepared for them so a community with God at its center takes the joy that it has and takes it to others I think that's what we get part of what we can get from Nehemiah for Paul as he addresses the church in Corinth and addresses us Paul is trying to guide the Corinthians away from his society's distaste for the poor and for those whom society considers unworthy of notice or care or respect. A Christian community ought to constantly be making room for those who may not fit in elsewhere. The oddball, the unique one, the one who may not seem to have any obvious gift. That's the one we're to welcome because they are gifted. Paul also talks about in that uh, metaphor of the body as I mentioned earlier he's reframing it to uh, a way of looking at the world that does not value the status quo that does not hold up the status quo as something to be honored but rather reframes it so that every member of the body is to be honoring every other member. There's no greater or lesser. They're equal in the sight of God and to be honored. And all who suffer, when one suffers, all are to suffer. When one is in joy, all are to be in joy. So there's a mutuality that Paul is calling the church in Corinth and us to, where all are honored and all rejoice together as well. For Luke, a community with Jesus at its center is always looking for ways to bring good news to the poor. Release to the captives. Freedom to the oppressed. Sight to the blind. And I think Luke, of course, is talking about the ways in which those things literally happen. How do we bring good news to the poor? How do we release captives? How do we bring freedom to the press, sight to the blind? He's talking literally about those things. But he's also, I think, through the Spirit calling us to think of all the symbolic ways that we can bring freedom to people. All the symbolic, uh, but no less concrete ways that we can bring sight to the blind. Open our own awareness. Bring awareness to other people. Release people from their burdens of all kinds. A community with Jesus at its center is always looking for ways to break down walls, to release people from whatever is binding them. The church at its best offers an alternative vision of the kind of community that we see around us too often. I started talking about Iraq and the violence that is there and the uh, tragedy that took place in Lincoln uh, on Friday. These kinds of events can happen anywhere and they challenge us as a community to be vigilant about our responsibility as a community if you stop in the parish hall and look uh, to your right you won't be able to miss a very large mural that is there and on that mural is written stop violence work together build community That mural was painted by young people at St. Stephen's Church in South Boston. A church that we've had a relationship with for some years now, uh, primarily through helping out with one of their summer programs, uh, making sandwiches for their uh, lunch for a week um, in August, and then going to Crane Beach with them on a community outing. The vicar of St. Stephen's, Tim Crellin, will be joining us next week. Uh, at both services to preach and also to lead us in the forum we have a chance in a relationship with St. Stephen to do our part to stop violence and to work with them in partnership to build community and to expand our notion of what community is and my prayer is that as we come church uh, next Sunday will be open, particularly open to what Tim has to say to us and be uh, open to those ways that concretely uh, we can be part of building community that stops violence wherever it may occur.
0: Amen.